I want them to know that God loves them and that if they're supposed to go to war, if God takes them, they can go to war with God. They don't have to lose their families. Mm. Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Victor Marks Show. I have one of my, truly one of my best friends in life, and I think it comes from our, our relationship being forged under some pretty tough things as far as work that we do, where we've been. But I'm talking about Dave Eubank. If you do not know Eubanks, if you don't know my brother, go right now on your phone, start writing down Free Burma Rangers. You got to watch this movie. And you can stream it on Amazon, for mm -hmm. sure. And some Christian platforms. Okay, check the Christian platforms, too. But you guys, um, uh, it truly, in my opinion, has become one of the best films, Christian films, on living out your faith. And now it's, it's an extreme version of it, but you and I never considered that work or what we do extreme. It's just what we're called to, right? Yes, Thanks, Victor. I, as you were talking, I was thinking <laughs> the biggest reason I felt close to Victor in war zones is because he understood. Mm. He understood what it means. You understand what it means to follow Jesus. You understand what, what war is about, and you understand what it means to take risk and go into the heart of danger. And I remember, and also you understand what we need as people. Mm. In the middle of all that, we're not just autonomous agents on our own to accomplish something. God cares about our souls. And so you've prayed for me, whether it was sins that I needed to confess and uh, be free from, or it was things that I'd gone through and done and needed affirmation mm. and support. You've done all that. So I'm very grateful and Victor is one of my best friends. I could ask him for anything. And so whoever's watching this, pray to God how you can be a friend to someone mm. that could ask you for anything and you're going to do it. Mm. Pray first. God's got to make that connection. He makes that connection. That's solid. It matters. And thank you. And those kind words. And in a world where, boy, a lot, a lot of friendships that are forged together for God's glory we were talking about this earlier, a lot of friendships are really acquaintances and what you can offer me, what I can offer. And if none of that works out, then who cares? Versus it's like, no, whatever. It's it's truly based on loyalty and wanting to honor God. And you see in other people, well, this guy's all in for the kingdom of God. So with whatever I have, how can I help him accomplish what he wants to? And again, Folks, you can, the best thing is to watch the movie because I could talk all day about who you are and your character and your family. But I'll just say this. In the last hundred years, you and your family will be known as the epitome of high-risk missionaries that, that didn't back down and that did things no one thought possible. Mm. I, I can say that with certainty. Because, again, I've said it. I talk about it all the time. You, you encouraged me to start going into this through your leadership. And in my book, 
I have a new book coming out, I think February of 2024, called The Dangerous Gentleman. And I think the first three chapters, or first chapter, it's like the, are about you, our relationship, and how they got forged, because you, again, are the epitome of a dangerous gentleman. But you guys, you would be surprised of what this man is not only capable of, but has done in your life. Quick, quick background, and then we'll move into some other stuff. But what's your military background? Well, he said, I'm a dangerous gentleman. I'm not really much of a gentleman. I'm not really that dangerous. I go into dangerous places, more like Mr. Bean <laughs> than 007. But you know the cool thing about God is when you go with him, you can do things you can't do on your own. This is the most important thing. And you're talking about danger. I just came back from Ukraine. Mm. And in the front lines of Ukraine, or not, you don't even have to be at the front line. From the front line back about 10 kilometers or six miles, 10 miles, it's a kill zone. Mm. Drones looking for you, weaponized mm. drones that fly into you and blow you up, or drones that are watching and airstrikes come in, or artillery, mortars, tanks, there's all that. And then the Russians are shooting these cruise missiles 200 miles behind you hitting stuff. It's, it's big danger. And when I look at that environment, it just similar to any kill zone, whether it's in Burma or Iraq or Syria, very few want to go there. Mm. And very few in the church will go there. And the reason is because it's super deadly. And if you're a dad, which I am, and I have a, a wife that I don't deserve, and I have kids that I love, I, I like anybody else who doesn't want to go there, is like, man, if I go, first of all, who am I dying for? Who are these people? Yeah. But what's the political stuff? Is it worth it? You have all those thoughts. I go there, I'm going to get killed, a good chance I'm going to get killed, and I've just robbed my wife and my kids of a husband and a dad. Mm. It's like, that's irresponsible. That's just inflicting pain on your family, so don't go. And I thought, this is what we all think. Mm -hmm. This is what we all think. Mm -hmm. But more and more, I felt, there's that old saying, you know, evil prosperous because good men do nothing. Mm. Why don't do good men do something? Because they're scared of whatever kind of fear is. And this is what really dawned on me. The way that I have made, been made, the choices I've made, I usually don't do cowardly things. I usually end up doing brave things sooner mm. or later mm -hmm. with God's help. I despise cowardice. <laughs> I despise it with everything in my being. Then I thought, I have so many other forms of selfishness. Why don't I despise those the same way? Lust, pride, greed, on and on and on. I have all these sins that I don't despise as much. So I'm like a little Pharisee. I despise the sin that I don't commit too often because mm. it's not my weak area. Mm. And I excuse the sense. So what I want to say by that is, Lord Jesus, help me despise other forms of selfishness as much as I despise cow cowardice. Mm. I mean, Victor, I'm scared all the time. I don't mean to say I'm not scared. But the other thing I want to say to the Christian world, despise cowardice as much as you despise the other sins. Wow. Because cowardice is just another form of selfishness. Mm. I'm not going to die there. That's your business. I'm not going to rob my family of someone. But just as much as pornography, adultery, stealing, corruption, pride, those are all sins. Cowardice is just as bad. In fact, cowardice may be one of the worst because you let other people just go. And it says cowards won't inherit the kingdom of right. heaven. But there's a place in the lake yeah. for them. And I think people like gloss over that. Yeah. But it's one of the reasons why our nation and even the Christian church is is really suffering and ineffective because people remember the professor it's a you know an imam with 
extreme influence in the, all of the Muslim world. But he brought me to a place where Christians had, had to leave Karagos. And they were persecuted. And here's a Muslim imam bringing me in or sheikh or clerk. And he's saying, these are your people. I'll never forget that. He goes, where are your Christians back in America? These are your people. You should help them. Honest question. And I just said, he said, why aren't they here? You're here. Why aren't they here? And I went, they're afraid. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, and I'm not saying I wasn't afraid because mm -hmm. we're taking steps, but I said, they see people cut, getting their heads cut off and, and they, they, they don't want to die. Mm -hmm. His response, look at me, just, just quiet, calmly says, but we all die. And he just kind of left it at that. And I went, that actually will preach. And so I think there's something definitely to be said to Christians in America to stop living a selfish life to the point of it does become cowardice. I mean, people, people lost, gave up freedoms for certain things. And in America, it looks like they're going to circle back around and, and, and try to place restrictions and take away freedoms. And I'm really hoping that people just have the backbone to stand up for their freedoms here in the U.S. But so big question people always asking about Ukraine. Why are we sending billions over there when Maui's decimated, a thousand people missing, hundred it worth far? Well, you know, and, and I think I know the answer, but um, it, people must separate governmental support for bad reasons with the humanity of people who are suffering. And I think those are two different issues. And those of us who are called to help the oppressed, we have to go into those areas regardless. If governments are corrupt and if the U.S. is, that, that's not our business, so to speak, but helping people. And children are always the ones that pay the most mm -hmm. for selfish, corrupt adults. I'll answer that. And you asked me a question I didn't answer. My military experience is, is brief. I was, I went to, I grew up in Thailand as a missionary kid. My mm. parents are still missionaries. They're 94, 90, still going at it. Wow. Jesus people. Just yesterday I was talking to this old pastor, 90, and I said, wow. what's the most important thing you learned? He says, Jesus. That's all that really matters is Jesus. Wow. This is great. Whew. Anyway, as a group of missionary kid, I went to ROTC, commissioned out of Texas A&M. I was an infantry officer, reconnaissance officer in Central and South America. Then I was in the second range of battalion and then first special forces group as a detachment commander, all that about a little under 10 years. And then I felt God's call and got out and we got involved. We ended up starting the Free Burma Rangers. Our main effort's Burma, we've been there 30 years. And then, and then you invited me to the Middle East. And so because of Victor and his prayers and his funding, we ended up in Iraq and then Syria. We were in Sudan oh. before that. And with Afghanistan unreal. fell apart, we yeah, went to help. Unreal. And we're still in partnership with the Tajikistan Church, helping Afghans. And then when the Ukraine question, when Ukraine happened, it's hard for me to talk about without crying. I was in Burma. Burma's 73 years of war. Millions displaced. The last two years, the most intense. And the Russians provide the dictators in Burma with airplanes, SU-30s, Yak-130s, MiG-29s, MLRS rocket systems, heavy artillery, hind attack helicopters. All this have attacked us. And since the last two years, just in those two years, three million displaced, thousands killed. 
we've lost 60 total of our of our humanitarian wow. team. We have members. We have about 150 yeah. ethnic teams, so about 750 people in Burma in different places. You've been there and helped yeah. train, baptize, everything. So on the 24th of February last year, I was running down a, a road in Kearney State dragging one of my guys who had been hit in the air, the bombs. 250-pound bomb landed 40 yards from us. Uh-huh. And the reason I survived, I was in a ditch when it happened. He was trying to go from one ditch to the next, and he got caught in the open. And he had a hole in his head here. He had a huge hole in his neck, and blood is pumping out. And he had a hole here. So I'm not sure if he was already dead. He looked very dead. He wasn't just rolling eyes and blood pumping up. Anyways, whether he's dead already or going to be dead in a couple of minutes, infantry is coming behind us, Burma infantry, assaulting behind and shooting at us from long range. And the jet... The Yak 130 is diving on us. I couldn't see the pilot because of the glass. The, the glare was on the glass, but it was like I could see the form. That's how close he's diving oh and gosh. shooting cannon. Dug, 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 and these are exploding heads. So first bombs and then rockets and then cannon. And I'm dragging him because I know his family wants his body. Mm. I know that. I'm not going to leave it to be desecrated if I can. Dragging it. And I end up getting wounded. I get a pretty good head injury. And that guy dies. Another one of my guys, Joseph, that you met before in the Middle East and Burma, he's wounded. Every And lots of people die. And that's at the end of that day, which that was the middle of the day. We kept oh. going. At the end of the day, I saw the news, Russia invades Ukraine. And the next day, we had a bunch of major news agencies going to come visit Burma for the first time. They all canceled. They're going to Ukraine. Wow. And the Ukrainian people in Burma said, are you going to leave us too? I said, no way. It made me mad. Mm. Not that people are helping Ukraine, but who's going to help in Burma? Right. Of course Ukraine needs help. And so I prayed, should I go to Ukraine? I thought, no, because Ukraine desperately needs help. But the world, many in the world are helping them. Thank God for that. Let the people that God sends. I got a focus here in Burma where very few are helping. That went like that for a year. And then this December, a young lady, Ukrainian girl named Julia, married one of our volunteers. Really? And she came to Thailand. Oh my. And she said, I want to go to Burma on a relief mission with you. I said, why do you want to go to Burma? I want to share in the suffering of the people. Mm. My brother was killed already in the front line. Oh. My dad's in the front line. I don't know if he's alive or dead. We had this unexpected, undeserved invasion. We're not perfect people. Right. We're full of sin. But we did not ask for this invasion. Mm. And I thought, okay. Well, she came and she stood there with the Ukrainian flag with all these displaced Karen in places you've been. <sighs> crying and she said don't feed your fear feed your faith jesus is with you my brother's already dead my dad's in the front our villages are destroyed we know what it's like we share in the suffering and then i thought okay i could go to ukraine for that we're so small how could we help the u.s gave 70 billion dollars last year the eu gave 60 something altogether 140 billion 73 from the u.s i think 67 from the eu and everybody else it's not, but it's still not enough mm. because you're fighting the Russian military. Mm. So I finally agreed to go. But that was after a lot of prayer. Because what, what, first of all, we, we don't want to abandon our people. Second, we're, we're going to be a, a joke going to Ukraine. Mm. Like, we're this big. You know that. Mm-hmm. So um, we prayed and felt we should go. And one thing I discovered as we got ready to go is the dynamics of geopolitics. Burma, the dictators, are supported by Russian military, mm. Chinese, North Koreans, and Iranians. Isn't that Ooh. weird? And while I was in, and then and then Russia attacking Ukraine is supported by indirectly China, but directly by Iranians. They have killer drones, they've given them North Korean missile systems, and the Burmese give their excess 122 millimeter mortars. 
Really? Yes. So you've got Burma Never and, a, and Russia together wow. killing people. And then this one Christian leader in Burma said, why do the bad countries all unite? Yeah. Why don't the good countries? Yeah. And so we went to Ukraine to add a drop of God's goodness, not our goodness, and to stand with the people of Ukraine. And, if God, and we just came back. And if God leads us, we want to start a rotation of chaplain and medic to go to the front lines, back to the original thing you talked about, because there are people at the front lines. Yep. God's got to send you, though, and you're going to go in tears because you may never see your kid again. Yep. So God's got to send you. But I remembered I met an African pastor from the Congo who told me years ago, asked me years ago, mm. in my village, when the rebels come, the first people to leave are the missionaries. Yeah. The yep. second are the dope-smoking NGOs. <sighs> then the army. Where are the Livingstons of today? Livingston was a missionary who went and gave his life for the people of Africa mm. and helped stop slavery along with Wilberforce back wow. in England. Anyway, and in our organization, you, you can be any, anybody, but you have to do it for love, got to be able to read and write to do our work, and you can't run if people can't run. Mm. So my prayer, Victor, is if God wants us to go and add to this mission that, that and, and I'll finish with this, God is so much bigger than our own responsibilities, desires, and abilities. I, when I went there, I thought, okay, God, I give up. I'm going to Ukraine. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I think I'm doing there. You're sending me, and you're bigger, and you care about everybody. Yeah. So the reason we go to Ukraine, because God calls us. The reason we go to Ukraine, because people are suffering and dying at a rate. Half a million already dead in a little over a year. Half a million. We're going because we can. We can't solve all the problems in the world, but you can solve the one in front of you. We're going in Jesus' name because the biggest thing needed is the gospel. Mm. even more than bullets, which they really need, and food and shelter. Folks, I'm glad you're able to hear firsthand from someone who literally just got back from Ukraine. And I would say this to our constituents and listeners. We don't have to agree with the governmental policies of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't agree with the U.S. government's <laughs> policies. We don't agree with the Iraqi or mm -hmm. the Burmese, right? It's It's... We, we transcend above that because we're working for the kingdom of God. And I can guarantee you, if we were on the front lines providing medical relief or whatever, and a Russian young man was injured, we would offer the same to him. There wouldn't be this because they need to hear the gospel. Mm -hmm. They need to see the gospel. And I think that's what we try to do. I mean, me and you, we've been face-to-face -face with ISIS fighters. Mm-hmm. Some that needed to die, but some that needed prayer, right? And it's, it's may God keep our heart tender, even toward our enemies. And I, I would just say this, pray for Dave and Freeburn Rangers. Pray for ATP. Of course, our, our focus is, is still the same of women and children, but we're, we're really trying to work to help protect kids. Mm -hmm from pedophilia, from trafficking. And we see this, the abuse of children in any country, especially with war, because bad people take advantage of children. But I would encourage folks, don't be stirred up by just social media posts. Find out the facts and, and pray, because there are Christians in Ukraine. There are mm -hmm. Christians in Russia. There are Christians having their churches burnt down. And I would... I'd say this near closing, the, the most underreported and uncared about people group that I've ever worked with or seen are the people in Burma. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the way you've continued to labor in that field again and again and again, 
So my question is, could y'all do more or could it be better if you had more prayer and more funding? Yeah, <laughs> sure. More prayer so we could do God's will, God's way, and, and protection. We need a lot of protection, not just from bullets, but from governments that don't want you to be there yeah. and other entities. And funding, yes, we have 150 teams working in Burma. We have 3 million displaced. We spent $200,000 just, just in one little area to, to provide medicine for 300,000 people for one year. That's just one little spot at Burma. It's all over. And, if, and we work in Iraq and Syria. We just rebuilt a, a, church. a, a church and a hospital for Zao. Zao is one of our guys who was killed next to me. You know Zao Sang yeah, from Burma. Yeah. In Syria, we want to help in Ukraine, but we need funding for that. Yeah. And we trust God's going to give it or Victor's going to give it. Yeah. No, we trust God's going to give it. And if he doesn't, we'll, we'll go anyway as long as we have peace because more important than even money is being with someone when they're suffering. And can I say, ask, say one more thing yeah. that really hit my heart? We went to Ukraine. We, we met with a lot of the chaplains. They're just phenomenal. Mm. And the military and some NGOs. They're, they're great. There's a great, you know, Samaritan's person is doing a great job there and many other groups. And a good friend of mine, I hope you can meet him one day, Christian Hickey, does amazing ministry. Another guy named Joseph Biancali. He's, I'm throwing their names out because they're, they're awesome. Pray for them. Yes. But I met the American volunteers. These are amazing. A lot of them are Marines. Mm. These are amazing men who dare fight against the odds. Mm. They're the Davy Crockett, Daniel Boones. They're the people that believe Americans will always fight for liberty anywhere, not right. just in my backyard. Yep. You are your brother's keeper. The Good Samaritan stories about helping that person. They've gone bravely into the maelstrom. They're fighting mm. the Russians. The Russians mm. have jets. Rocket systems, oh, armor. Yeah. They have drones that hunt you. They have a drone that can follow you into the bunker. It's terrifying. Ugh. And they're not kidding around. There's thousands of them. Boom, 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 boom. These guys dare fight them. And they're the bravest of the brave. Mm. The crazy ones are not there. Either dead or they never came back. Because right. we're, in the, we're in the getting into the second year of this now. Right. Only the committed. This is what's on my heart. Not many of them. Over 200 have died. And many wounded. 200. American volunteers in, in there. We're not sure if they're all Americans, it's the 200, but it's 200 foreign volunteers. I'm not sure the exact number of Americans. But in meeting them, I thought these are the bravest of the brave. Thank God for them. They should be honored and recognized mm -hmm. and supported. Second thing is, I want them to know that God loves them and that if they're supposed to go to war, if God takes them, they can go to war with God. They don't have to lose their families. Mm -hmm. They don't have to have God. So okay. Victor, one of the biggest things in my heart yeah is when I met these guys, they were my brothers. Mm. And I, I want to go again to say, mm. you can fight this war, but don't fight it the devil's way. Yeah. We need you. You're studs. We need you. Yeah. But if God sends you, your family doesn't have to break with you. Mm. Because at, when you're 70 years old and you look over in bed and no one's there and your kids are estranged and their hearts have been broken all those years, it's not worth it, man. You can go fight the Russians, if God sends you, and you can pray for the Russians. You don't even have to hate them. Pray for them, because our real enemy is Satan. And so, Victor, if God, if this is really God and not just my emotions, my prayer is that we can have a small team of chaplain and medic, even if it's just two, because yeah. we got other jobs. Yeah. Go there, working with their chaplains, and go to the real front, not hang back here. Right. But you got to have God's conviction, because you can die. I don't want to die. I'm scared all the time. 
Cowardice isn't not being afraid. And overcoming cowardice, overcoming cowardice is I'm scared, Jesus. You really want me to do this? Yes. Okay. Help me do it. I'm going to do it anyway. Give me the courage. So just like we're all innately selfish, we're innately cowardly, but you don't have to stay there. And it is a sin. So please pray. If anybody looks at this, that if God wants us, we're sure God has us in, in Iraq, Syria, and Burma, and Tajikistan, Afghanistan. We want to go to Ukraine if God opens that way for the Ukrainians, but also for those volunteers. They're very much on my heart. Mm. And thanks for getting us in and out of so many places and so many jams by prayer. You've got me out of places where I'm about to get arrested or kicked out, and you prayed, and everything changed. I felt it. And when I had no money to go there, you gave your money, which you have a lot of good uses for, to us. Mm. And so a friend in need is a friend indeed, and you've been and still are a wonderful friend. Also, I've confessed sins that I'd confessed to God, but I just felt I should confess them to a human, to Victor, and I was healed. Mm. So thank you. Well, this is... People encourage watching and listening to this, I can tell you right now, because this is an atypical, normal interview. And I really resonate with what you were saying about those going into combat because they feel called to war, but they don't have to lose their families. And it is true. Me, me and you are a little bit on the back nine. Well, <laughs> you, you, I'll say me because your parents are still kicking it in their 90s, so maybe you're at a whole seven Limping. Yeah. I remember, I remember one time we're moving toward a village that had been held by ISIS for three years with General Mustafa. The funniest scene ever. We're literally, I don't want to say assaulting because that's not what we were there to do, but we were definitely moving. The Iraqi <laughs> army in Hashishabi, which is like every butcher, baker, candlestick maker, civilian, joining in, firing their AKs behind armored vehicles, blowing things up on the assault. We were there in Jesus' name supporting um, spiritually and medically, but, and we also got involved in the fight. Yeah, because well, yeah, it's better if you're not killed. Right. And it's good to protect people. But I'll never forget, we're running. We're just, and Mustafa's got his cowboy hat on, and he's just, you know, stuff's dropping all around us. Boom, boom. And it's like a, it's like a funny, I'm literally filming myself, and you're like, there ISIS there. I said, okay, I got to go. And uh, we're running. And I look at you, and I'm like, you're running. Your knees are shot. You're running like, yeah. And you're still outrunning me because I've lost part of my hamstring. I'm dragging my leg. And I'm laughing my head off going, well, if we die here, we die well because we're following the Lord. And, and I would say that because many of you will contact me or Dave and say, you know, put me in, coach. You have to make sure you're called to this, not just trying to uh, fuel your excitement for, you know, an adrenaline rush, because all that fades. Mm -hmm. All that fades really quick. In one second when it's fatal. Yeah. When you yeah. know you're about to die. All yeah. the pride's gone, all the excitement's uh, gone. It's not yeah. fun. Yeah. You're not thinking of movies in that moment. So you just better be called to it. And if you are, then it's still, you know, it's, it's enjoyable. I remember... <laughs> On that same mission, only uh, you know what do they call them when they drop them mortars, on? little mortars, boom, boom, yeah, everywhere. I remember I had jerked and and my back was hurting, and I'm literally, I'm saying, I need something for my back. I'm gonna get killed because I'm limping and my back hurts. 
I'm like, how long can we continue to do this? Because what people don't understand, for me, I think it's 15, 16 times there. Have you even counted how many times you've been? Not really. We've been there now seven years in and out. A lot. Mm -hmm. A lot. So, and I, we, I never thought it would be like that. You know, mm -hmm. just our first safe house got commandeered by a good brother who just asked for one room, then two rooms, and then four <laughs> rooms. Next thing I know, it's it's an operations center. And I go, why don't you just take this one? I'll go get another one. We but, did sweep it once a month. It, so. Yeah, and I'm I'm grateful. But you guys, listen, if God's calling you to it, then you should go get it. There's not a better organization to work with, in my opinion, for high-risk work. So if you're a chaplain or you have a medical background, contact Free Burma Rangers. But also those of you who go, that sounds cool, but that's not really me. It doesn't have to be, but you can pray and support because all of this takes funding. And I've never, I mean, I say this, if I had to, if God called me to be done, I would definitely take my resources and then shift them all to you guys. I, that that's that's how that's how confident I am on what y'all do and how you do it. And you're you'll leave here today with we're gonna get you a gift for twenty five thousand to to toward your next mission into Ukraine, and that way I don't have to go because I just I don't want you looking at me like go because I don't want to go. So is that a Twenty five thousand. Yeah, Ukraine. yeah, yeah. You think we think we're doing the right thing going there? I do. I mean, you 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 called me, man. We've wept through prayer. You're second Victor. I need to know, and and you guys, you may have certain ideas of how we do stuff. We labor in prayer through tears, because it's all that real. It's all that real. Well, Victor, the. God cares about the people of, of Ukraine everywhere. No matter how corrupt they are, he cares about us. Whew. Thank you. And I need people to match that. I need folks listening and watching. Because the last thing... And I didn't want to go to Ukraine, Victor. I know. I didn't want to go. I know. And I was tracking with you, and I'm saying, wow. God, because in such chaos... The right teams bring such godly order. And it's it's easy. It's easy to, to do the right thing when you're there. It's not hard. God sets everything up, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. Where you're like, I didn't even know, oh, wow. And you're ministering, and you're loving them, and you're caring, and you're praying for someone. But we need to engage in this, not, not from a political standpoint, but from a missionary standpoint, and sending people who are capable, trained, have experience in war and combat zones tends to be a little bit safer because they understand the risk than people who maybe would say, well, I've never been, I don't, I just want to go. And it's like, well, you know, this is kind of next level stuff. We just talked about it on a Burma mission. A young man got blown up pretty good mm -hmm. and it all becomes very real. So prayer support, you guys contact us. You can support them directly. Free Burma Rangers. You can support us to get to them. Just let us know. And we're definitely going to build out a fund. We'll start with 25000 And if God calls us. Come with us. Yeah, if God calls us to it, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to. I was always waiting. But if God calls me to go, then I'll, I'll commit to be obedient to it. 
and 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 I trust him for the rest, like we always have. You love the chaplains; they're Jesus people, and they need more help. Mm-hmm. They might need your help. Yeah. I only say might because I want to know what God wants for you too, because you you're doing so many important God things. You just did a rescue, and I met this lady, and it's ongoing. And don't you know we don't want you to stop any of that or be distracted. So I'll just keep in touch with you as we feel God lead us go to Ukraine, continue to go. And I just trust God then. Okay, God, the Free Burma Rangers and their work in Burma is so much part of my heart. Oh, yeah. But I, but I don't own it. Yeah. Years. You care about those people more than I do. So I'll go wherever you want me to go. And thanks for the, the help. I, I wrote a book called Do This for Love, Free Burma Rangers and About yes. Mosul. And yes, it's not a good book, but it's true. It's, it's and so it's if you want to know book. more, you can read that, or you can look at Freedom Ranger documentary. But I, basically, the second half of the book and the second half of the movie, I wouldn't have been there except for you, and I had no intention of going anywhere. Mm. And when you sent me that email, I'm on top of a mountain, Sean, Sean State, Northern Burma, and you wanted me to be somewhere, Iraq, in seven days. And I was a two-month walk into this. The shortest way back was 19 days. 19 days, walking hard. Seven days. And what was strange is we prayed, and yeah. all of us, including Ilya, our chief, yeah. Zhao Sang was there, all our chief Burma guys, he said, hey, that's Uncle Victor asking you to go. If God opens the door, go. And the next morning, the Burma army moved out in front of us, and we had a three-day walkout, which was impossible. Impossible Three before. battalions moved out of the way. We went... In seven days, I landed in, in Erbil, and you introduced me to Kurdish leadership. And I asked God what to do, because we're so small. Mm-hmm. It's a big war, Maybe we're, and we're not qualified. And I felt God say to me, give up your own way, give up the Freedom Ranger way, just come serve these people. Mm-hmm. And you did that. What you just talked about is just Christian living wherever we are. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, you don't have to go to Ukraine mm-hmm. to, to prove... Your love or faithfulness, it, you should just be obedient. Folks, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, it's like we always say, do it for the glory of God and do it full throttle. And oftentimes when it is the Lord, it can be scary. There can be that apprehension and awkwardness. Just go, well, what's the worst that can happen? And and I'm obeying God. So, folks, go to Dave Eubank's website. FreeBurmaRangers.org. Org. Watch Free Burma Rangers. Get the book. You can order it on Amazon or mm-hmm. the books. Yeah, the name again so people. Do this for love. Free Burma Rangers in the Battle of Mosul, and we're in it together. Yeah. And I'm there because of you. Well, it's God gives credit to men, but he gets all the glory. I learned that a long time ago, or men's names wouldn't be in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And both you and I want to hear, well done. Mm-hmm. And both, and what's most important to us is our family. Because mm-hmm. people would think, wow, you know, y'all are so extreme in what you do. It's like, no, we're just trying to follow the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, you guys, we love you. We appreciate your prayers. And we'll, we'll see you next time right here on the Victor Mark Show. Thank you, brother, for being love here. Love you all. Thank God, you, Victor. You're welcome. God bless you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. 
Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.